0: Hello everybody and welcome to Flex in the City. We have Rosie Guest, who is the Global Head of Marketing and Communications at Apex. And I believe, Rosie, you are our first millennial leader on the podcast. Excellent, thank you for having me. You're very, very welcome, Rosie, very welcome. So I'd, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit, uh, Rosie, about how you came to be the Global Head of Marketing and Communications at Apex. Just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you came to be doing that job. Well, I think
1: like many people, unless you're kind of moving into a vocation, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. At first, I thought I was going to be a musician. Then I wanted to be a film director. And I quite quickly realized that I wasn't going to make very much money in either of those roles unless I was straight away at the top of my game. Um, So I went to university, I graduated, I did a kind of literature based degree, and I graduated in the recession. So it was difficult to find a job, and I did what many people did and went into sales. So I started, I was very lucky actually. The first company that I worked for was a really nurturing company. There was a purpose driven element to it, which kind of allowed me to get into selling and get behind the product Um, and then I kind of sidestepped really. Since then it's just been through meeting people um, and gradually finding my home uh, which is at Apex and in marketing and I think that foundation in sales really enables me to leverage the kind of revenue generating marketing that that function has become today. It's a real commercial function, a business function, not just kind of the colouring in, in that it used to be in the past. So yeah, that was my journey and, and a, an unusual one, but um, an interesting one.
0: Very good. Well, I know you're very passionate about your role. Um, I'd love to know how you might describe or how you might think other people might describe your own leadership style, Rosie.
1: I hope that it would be described as as nurturing. I think I try to be as communicative as possible and try to lead by example. I think that's really important. Um, So in terms of work ethic, um, communication skills, those are things that I hold oh dear and integrity as well I think that's really critical to being a good leader and having honesty in everything you do and having a passion and a drive um, and people feed off of that energy so if you can show that you're passionate about something even if they don't feel that same way people tend to tend to feed off of that so hopefully um, those those things combined
0: I'm sure they are and and as a, as a millennial woman in the financial services industry would you say it's been an advantage or not rosie
1: i think it's i think it's what you make of it i think it's no secret that uh being a female within the financial services space you're naturally in a minority that is changing but it's it's also still a reality and i think for me it's been an it's been an advantage but i think you have to be brave and you have to be bold um, and you have to challenge and then what that brings in terms of is is a different perspective and that's something that's extremely valuable to businesses and businesses are waking up to that and, and thankfully that's something that's um, supported at apex diversity of thought at the senior level of the business is critical to making the right decisions and industries are changing financial services is changing expectations of businesses and leaders are changing so having that diversity of thought is really important and i think it it goes beyond just female, I think that diversity in age groups at the senior leadership is important, ethnicity, um, all those kind of areas. And the more experiences and people you can bring to the conversation, Mm. the more you can challenge the norm and, and change for a better future. And I think that that's where financial services is trying to go. It's certainly what we're trying to do at APEX.
0: Very good. So, so normally before I do these podcasts, I do, you know, quite a bit of research on the person that I'm interviewing. I didn't need to do too much about you because I know because of my daughter, that you are a bit of a celebrity on Instagram. You are Average Baker, aren't you, Rosie? So I'm really curious about um, what does Average Baker and what do you learn from being Average Baker on Instagram? What does it bring to your day job?
1: Do you know what? I haven't had much time recently to bake, but um, what I do love about baking, and I was thinking about this earlier, is it, it is a cathartic method for me. So uh, same as going to the gym. Those are kind of my two stress releases. And I think you need those when you're, you're in a busy and you know sometimes high pressured role. But I think in terms of thinking about baking in relation to what I do in my, in my day job, it's probably around a sense of achievement. Most of the things that I do, I want to accomplish something. Um, and I think it's it's the same thing with baking and the irony with baking something is you spend so many hours putting something together and finessing it at the end. I like to make e- extravagant birthday cakes for my friends and family. And once you've finished, it's a, it's there for about two seconds and everyone eats it. <laughs> but I think <laughs> in terms of how that relates to business and, and the way I do things in, in a work context is it's that, having a concept, having an idea, bringing that to fruition. So either rolling out an initiative, something that you're really passionate about and seeing a tangible change at the end of it. Um, and that's that's what you achieve through baking. You create something and it's what you can achieve in a business environment if you can follow things through and, and really drive change forward. So I guess there's the parity between those two things and, and the creative as well.
0: Yeah. And is there a celebrity pet baker that you really admire, Rosie? I think I admire
1: anyone on Instagram. <laughs> it's kind of my the thing that I look at on Instagram outside of my friends and family. Amazing cakes, but no one in particular.
0: No one in particular. So it's not Paul Hollywood then.
1: No, certainly. No, not. It's not Paul
0: Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So um, as I said at the beginning, you are a millennial, Rosie. So I'm very curious to know whether you think there's any difference between um, how millennials lead and how Generation X and baby boomers lead.
1: Yeah, I think I think naturally there is, coming from a different generation, uh, going through different experiences, uh, there's always going to be a slight difference. But I do think that whatever age you are as a leader today, expectations are changing. You know, people are looking to work for purpose-driven businesses. It's not enough. If you take financial services mm-hmm. 20 years, it would have been absolutely fine to have a kind of lofty figure at the top of the business that nobody ever really sees and nobody really knows much about and that's not really acceptable anymore it's not really the kind of place that people want to work and it's we've done a lot of work trying to ensure that we humanize our executive committee for the rest of the business here and enable them to understand what the objectives are I think if people can't understand why the business is making certain decisions how are they supposed to get on board with it and people want to understand those things now and one of the things we've done at apex actually that that i'm personally excited about and i think that it's a huge step forward for the business and services in terms of innovation is um we've appointed a shadow executive committee and so that is a group of high achieving non-exec um personnel who can bring a diversity of thought to that leadership conversation and i think that that's what you need you need to bridge the gap between the generations and the leaders and the people so that everyone can connect to the brand, the culture and, and the mission of the business.
0: Okay, very good. So Rosie, in your own career, I'm, I'm interested to know which leaders might have inspired you in your own career and, and being great mentors as, as you've evolved.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's many people that I've taken tips and, and tricks from, but I think what's interesting about my career is is I've kind of done a full circle. So the first company that I worked for um, that gave me the chance in the sales role and where I kind of cut my teeth in business was a large Japanese corporation called Kyocera. The reason I wanted to work there was because of the purpose-driven uh, sentiment to the business. So ultimately they were a ceramics manufacturer, but the founder, Dr. Inamori, was a philanthropist. I had completely admired the fantastic culture that he created at Kyocera and it was a brilliant place to work, and the only the only reason I left actually was just in terms of career and finding the right role for me. And then what I've ended up doing in, in finding a home at Apex is, again, fund administration or financial solutions are not a passion of mine. However, it's a brilliant entrepreneurial place to be, a place where ideas are heard and, again we're now looking at this environmental social governance we've just rolling out a new product Mm -hmm. that will help benchmark private companies against their environmental social and governance factors to make sure that they're making incremental changes to be better businesses so again it's something that i can really get behind in terms of a purpose for the business. So I Mm -hmm. think leaders and, and you know, our leader here, Peter Hughes has actually just been listed in Global Custodians 30 to shape the future. And that's because of the amazing transformation Apex has experienced and also the pioneering of these new kind of sustainability based products. And I think if you have a leader like Dr. Inamori or like Peter, that's extremely passionate about what they believe in, that's Mm. inspiring as somebody that's kind of learning from them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, here at FTS Global, we're passionate about purpose and, and passion. So you, you're echoing what we think as well, Rosie there. Um, I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, the last podcast about with Mike Tumulty from Standard Life Aberdeen, and he's been involved in in bringing together Standard Life and Aberdeen Emerger. So I'm very curious because I know that you at Apex have had to manage 11 acquisitions in the last two years, so a real feat. Um, what do you think are the key leadership styles that are required when, when you're managing something so complex? I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. It's complex. And
1: I think the key to mergers and acquisitions is the fact that the most difficult thing to integrate is people. And the most unpredictable thing is people. So the, mm. the key to getting it right is communication and constant reiteration and constantly looking at different ways of engaging with your staff so we when i last looked at it and it was a couple of years ago Um, was we first began this journey of acquisition 60 percent of our staff and you mentioned earlier millennials 60 percent of our staff were millennials so mm-hmm. we had to think about how do those people how do we reach them how do they want to receive information what do they want to understand about the company and, and from there we've kind of that's informed our communication strategy and how we deal with our staff and how we enable them to engage with what's going on at the business, how we help them feel part of a cohesive brand rather than disparate mm. sub brands or um, maintaining prevailing cultures. But how do we, how do we bring everyone together as a community? And, and the purpose there is to again, as we mentioned earlier, help people feel closer to the senior leadership team. We, we live streamed our senior management conference earlier this year, we asked uh, pulse survey questions to our staff to have them involved. And I think it's creating a conversation and communication is the, is the crux to success in, in merging acquisitions um, and bringing people together under
0: one brand. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So as a marketeer, which is, and clearly your marketing and communication skills have been invaluable as a leader in managing that um, uh, those mergers, uh, Rosie. So, if you were rebranding financial services in its entirety, what would you do? Well,
1: <laughs> I think the first, <laughs> the first thing we'd have to think about is I mean, the perception. Uh, mm. Financial services has suffered some really negative perception, and mm. people think that it's all about money, um, which really isn't true. And I think that that's, I mean, similar um, in terms of transforming a brand is what we have to do at Apex, you know couple of years ago we were a mid-tier fund administrator now we're this colossal financial services provider delivering everything from fund administration through to custody depository corporate solutions esg reporting so it's about thinking about the prevailing perception and trying to work out how to transform it and it's it's a complex process and it's what we're trying to do in in terms of repositioning and help our employees help the market help our clients understand who we are now and I think that's what you'd have to start with with financial services because we know what happened in the past but who is financial services now it's a it's an industry that's really trying to make a change Mm. and, and, and think about sustainability and adjust perception and you can only do that from the ground up so you have to start at the roots and think about your people and how you drive change internally and then echo that with your clients
0: and, and the wider industry absolutely so so Rosie if you were posting something on Instagram as average Baker about financial services but giving us a a baking analogy um, and you were sort of comparing financial services in the past to financial services now what would you say sorry that's a tough question Rosie
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go with let's say banana bread because it's quite hard to to go wrong there just kind of shove all the ingredients in and Mm. out comes the bread and moving from that to a a souffle i think you have to keep an eye on a souffle and it can quite easily collapse and everything has to be just so so i would say moving from one to the other you've got to have the right skills the right ingredients the right people in the right places um, and you've got to keep an eye on it i think that's where sometimes we go wrong is We create a solution and leave it there, but you've got to be constantly evolving, changing, keeping your finger on the pulse. Um, And as leaders, that's what you're accountable for and what you're responsible for in delivering to the rest
0: of the business. Absolutely. Rosie Guest, Average Baker, (laughs) Head of Marketing Communications at Apex. Thank you so much for being part of Flex in the City. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, Rosie.